Welcome aboard the USS Boda. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek. Dorktrek.com. Engage, Mr. Manny. And engage. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode three of Dork Trek, the weekly podcast that watches and reviews in sequential order Star Trek The Next Generation. I am Lieutenant Commander Bob France. That is, to my left, <laughs> Lieutenant Commander Dennis, black and Asian. Greetings. We have... Uh, hey, Lieutenant Commander Tug Johnson in the... Uh, I don't know what seat this is, but it's quite comfortable. It's, it's, uh, you're like in the captain's chair. Yeah, right yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we have, well, Captain Not Patrick Stewart is not here today. <laughs> captain Not Patrick Stewart is not with us today. But we have a captain of his own vessel back in the day. We have a young man who goes by the name of Ben. Give your full name, your rank, the whole nine yards. Uh, captain Ben McCormick of the USS Yorktown, NCC-1704C. All right. <laughs> really? Now, Ben is... When we talked... When we did the first episode, we talked about the people... That are hardcore Star Trek fans. Right. Ben is indeed that. I, I noticed that when he was judging us earlier about the Jeffreys tube. Yeah. <laughs> All right, relax. I mean, episode know one, we were joking around, and I called him the Jeffersons tubes. <laughs> I, I actually flipped over my coffee table in the living room. No! The George and Wheezy joke doesn't work if it's the Jeffreys tube, though, <laughs> yes, to be honest. But Ben, you are a walking uh, Star Trek encyclopedia figuratively and literally because you came into my house and you have... Like seven Star Trek books. Any oh, volume. And, and, and the actual schematics for yeah, the, the Enterprise. Many leather-bound books yeah, on so Star Trek. <laughs> so you know everything. So you'll be our recent, uh, I mean, our go-to guy, the dude that knows everything. I mean, and that's that. Now, you said you were in Starfleet, but you uh, you got kicked out of Starfleet? Well, we, uh, our ship wasn't allowed into the international organization because there were some protocol differences. And, Uh-oh. Uh, they were a little lax with the rules. We were a little stricter with the rules. <laughs> so they actually got kicked out of the Star Trek fan club for being too strict. <laughs> There's how- no alternative lifestyle <laughs> space They basically said, you guys are nerds. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are pretending to do this stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, you got yeah. kicked out of Star Trek for they, knowing. They were, they were playing Star Trek. We lived Star Trek. So. <laughs> ben, uh, uh, ben gave it to us. He said, it's like, a, it's like being a heroin addict. And he's been uh-huh. clean for so long. And then Lieutenant Commander Zell brings up this podcast. Now he's back in. He's back in. Just like that. They Just when you thought it was out. Back mainlining now. <laughs> he's chasing the dragon. All right, so the two episodes we watched this week are The Last Outpost and Where No One Has Gone Before. Yes. Dennis Black and Asian, you are the... Um, I'm the scribe. The scribe of the group. So <laughs> I scribe. guess you can, uh, you can start off with The Last Outpost, an episode that you said you did not care for. Nah, it wasn't that great an episode, I don't think. Um, basically, the premise of this episode, it starts off... They're basically chasing the Ferengi, a life form they've never seen before. Never Ooh. seen. So this will be basically the first contact of the Federation with the Ferengi. And I guess there's a lot of rumors and speculation about who the Ferengi are and what they're all what about. They are, yeah. Yankee traders. Basically, right. Yankee traders. Yankee traders. <laughs> That's right. Not like the baseball team. 18th, 19th yeah. century, Yankee yeah. traders. Yes. Yeah. I think uh, Riker says that it harkens to his, uh, his heritage, the Yankee traders. But he's from Alaska. Know. I know. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah. They could be traders. Well, there. I mean, <laughs> during two months of summer, I guess they could but, I mean, hit the ocean. But he's more of an Eskimo than a Yankee trader. <laughs> if anything, yeah. Seems a little weird to me. They trade salmon. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, basically, uh, eventually, they, the, they catch up to the Ferengi ship, and they look at it, and they're like, oh, that's, that's what a Ferengi ship looks like. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. And then, basically, the Ferengi drops out of warp in this system. Uh, which system was it, Ben? <laughs> ben? Do you know? Ben doesn't know. this one. Well, I mean, he, uh, it's inconsequential, it's, really. Doesn't, it yeah, doesn't it's, matter. It's, it's, yeah, it does not entertain me. They drop out of the warp, and then uh, all yeah. of a sudden, they're stuck. Yeah. They're just stuck. Right. They're yeah. stuck. They and there's been no dying. communication uh, between the ships. You know, uh, Picard tries to hail the Ferengi vessel. The Ferengi won't talk to Right. Them. They're not talking back. They're not talking back. They ain't yeah. got no minutes. And so they <laughs> they quickly make the assumption that, you know, uh, well, I guess the Ferengi just have something that, you know, a, a super weapon that has disabled us. And, uh, and one, for- of the, one of the weird things that happens there is, uh, you know, when all the controls start going down and everything, mm-hmm. Data says, this shouldn't be. Uh-oh. This shouldn't be. This shouldn't be? Yes. Shouldn't be? No, what you, you, now, why is that so weird to you, Data? That's so weird because Data is an automaton. And uh, he never speaks in, as we will see in a later episode, this becomes very critical, 
Uh, he never speaks in contractions. No, you're just trying to impress Ben, aren't no, you? No, no. I saw it's in my notes. <laughs> the, the, it's in my that's notes. A really that's good a point. huge yeah. point. If, if, it is. If you've watched the series, yeah. and you know, but they really didn't. You'll notice as as you guys are going through watching these episodes, he uses contractions all of the time. Right. And then when the lore episode comes up, suddenly that becomes the point. So right. It was yeah, a I think rule that wasn't. In the first season, I mean, I think we'll see. There's a lot of inconsistencies because well, they're trying to find their zone, you know, yeah, basically where they want legs. it to be. Right. Well, Ben, you said the same thing uh, later on because, um, what, in later episodes, Troy can't read Ferengi minds, but in the first one, she's got no problem doing it. Right. right. She's, yeah. she's sensing their emotions, but then later they make a, a straight up point that, oh, you can't, you know, telepaths have trouble with Ferengis because they have four lobes in the brain. Yeah, but right. in the first episode, I guess they didn't have Well, see, that. and like, initially, evolved. initially <laughs> you know, when, when the communications, they were trying to hail them, they weren't talking back, uh, she said that she couldn't read anything from them, but then yeah. later on, she does say, you know, he's hiding something, well, blah, 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 blah. Say, right. I think just, no, I'm not a super fan. Of course, like I, ben I could anything. tell that he was hiding something. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't I need special Troy is the worst powers. mind reader in the whole wide world. She sucks at it. She's inconsistent. Everybody, well... He's clearly hiding something, Captain. No kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, he's tense and confused. Okay, great. I can see in his face. Yeah, come on, yeah, Troy. Yeah. But I think uh, one thing we also find out uh, as they build up to the point where they get disabled in space is that Jordy and Data are kind of like the Gildenstern and Rosencrantz. Yeah, yeah, they're buddy They're kind of yeah, throwing yeah. one-liners at each other they're and everything. Buddy. They're, they're kinda, buddy buddy. So. And uh, uh, the, I think my favorite part of the episode – well, not my favorite part of the episode, but I even texted you when I was watching this right. – is when the ship was disabled, they had they had nothing to do. They were just kind of sitting there in Picard for the second time. <laughs> the second yes. time in, I guess, five episodes because they count Farpoint as two. For the second time in five episodes – he surrenders. We surrender. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All we have to do is in five episodes, yep. surrenders. And then we gift. see his French heritage coming yes. through. <laughs> yeah. Well, and they actually mentioned, though, the friendship when he's getting all uh, right. When well, they're explaining. The flags, oh, yeah. And, of course, the more proper French version of the red, white, and blue, which was the blue, white, and red. Yeah. We were talking about that before earlier. Yes. Shut up, Data. Yeah. No one cares about they, your cousin. They found out by then that Data will just go on and on and yeah. on if you don't cut him off. So. But, but, I mean, how did Picard get to be captain? of any vessel if he just surrenders. Give stuff up. <laughs> yeah. well, no, and, and, he can't even surrender properly. Yeah. <laughs> because when he goes to surrender, the Ferengi think he's asking for their surrender. Yeah. Right. Because they're like, well, it's a Federation ship named Enterprise. So obviously, they won't be surrendering to us. He must have right. said it wrong and wants us to surrender. Right. Yeah. It made no sense. Because, I mean, again, two episodes <laughs> in. I mean, what, five episodes Here, take in? my ship. Here, I- I'm good. Yeah. I mean, this was... Is Picard a coward? <laughs> like, because they always try to... They try to make him like the... Anti Kirk to some extent. Right. Kirk was like right. a like a firebrand. Like he's gonna fight you at every turn. This that, and the other he's thing. Yeah. They've I think in the first five episodes they've made Picard too much of a wimp. It seems like he wanted to retire from Starfleet, but they're like, <laughs> oh, you can't retire until you do this command. And so he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Well, all right, you've got if three you don't, years if you left, <laughs> <laughs> if I can't retire, you're gonna fire me, <laughs> <laughs> or I'll just surrender. <laughs> Yeah, and there's also kind of also one thing uh, to point out when they're doing the whole. Might as well just wave the white flag at all times. (laughs) Wave the white flag, Data. (laughs) Engage the white flag. But the one thing that's cool about that is, uh, you know, when the Ferengi come over and say that, you know, we'll unconditional surrender is out of the question. We're not going to give up that easily, and they realize, oh, you know, they're kind of disabled too. I love Picard's little motion to uh, Yar to cut out the communicator. He's like. Stop! Get stop right there! there. <laughs> like, let me ask you this. You can tell he's classically trained yeah. <laughs> with that motion. But I'm going to ask you this too. Is it me, or does it just seem in the first season they do a lot of like very personal close-up shots? Yeah, yeah. It seems like the whole episode it's just like on one person's face. To get you acquainted. Right. Yeah, and then when they show the Ferengi, the Ferengi are shot from this weird angle. Like well, they only did half the makeup or something. They didn't want anybody to see it. It was very <laughs> yeah. strange. All right. Well, part of a lot that of close-ups on the Ferengi. Part of that is the view screen on the on the bridge was supposed to be this holographic projection mm-hmm. that gave you a 3D sense. And so a lot of those shots were them trying to, with 2D technology in 1987, trying to show, okay, look, ooh, it's got depth on right. this screen. And, and you can, you know, yeah. almost like being there. And then the Ferengi being, as we find out later, not so imposing. Yeah. Right. You know, tried to make themselves seem See, more bigger cause because they, they took up a lot of the screen. Because I notice, because I've watched the whole series, and you don't have that problem later on in the series. It just looks like a TV screen. Right. The right. first couple episodes, 
yeah. the 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 view screen is just weird. Like it, it's like they haven't figured out how to use it yet. I, I think that was a mistake though uh, with the way they shot the Ferengi in this episode, because you could see around the nose the makeup maybe wasn't as good as it could have been. <laughs> and if you're going to be doing a close up on a guy's nose, the makeup he, needs to be a little better. He, he yeah. needs to be a little yeah. more on point. I agree. Yeah. So then, Might have been a blemish. You never know. So then what? So they both, uh, uh, later on, Dennis, go ahead. Well, uh, one thing that, that kind of happens along the way is they realize that they're stuck. They can't move, and so they try to pull away. You know, they're like, how can we get out of this tug of war that we got going on with the Ferengi vessel? And so Riker and Jordy come up with this brilliant idea to just kind of throw it into maximum warp in the opposite direction. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's like that. this 300-millisecond delay between the compensation. Conveniently. So. Conveniently. Yeah. Oh, and it the, uh... so happens. We can boost to maximum warp at 300 what milliseconds. What's the chief of engineering at that time? Uh, Argyle? Because <laughs> no. you find out it's Argyle in the next episode. Yeah, they, they fired that other lady. They went through. It's like, go to engineering. It's like, all right, Jordy's here hanging out. Where's the chief? Yeah. <laughs> Where is she? I, I was just wondering about that. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good good, uh, good scene. I was just like, what the? F-? They wanted to get away from the original series. We had Scotty. And that was one of the things that with the next generation they were trying to get. Well, this this isn't the original series. This right. is this is something new and better. So they yeah. had a schmo out there. And so Chief Engineer wasn't in, originally intended to be a main character. Right. And that's why we had like you know engineering had a revolving door at one point because Man. it was like oh it's the chick this week oh nope it's, it's the fat but you would think I it's mean it's probably game. close to twenty yeah. percent of the scenes are in engineering. Yeah, you exactly. may as well have a recurring character that is like in engineering. S- they've spent the most time building yeah. the sets of the bridge. And engineering, yeah. right? And engineering's cool. I mean, because if you love the first se- if you love the first series, you're going to need a lot of engineering yep. shots. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where the action is. Yeah, yeah. totally. But I think uh, also that kind of w- when they come up with that idea, that's the first glimpse that Jordy's going to make it okay to be a black nerd. Yeah. Basically, that's right. Because, uh, all right, yeehaw, we'll go <laughs> yeah. get him. Like, all right, Jordy, calm down. And it all, it's weird too because it also that's when you realize how tall Riker is. Right. He's Very, just a yeah. massive, massive human being. Yeah. Because Jordy, I mean, Jordy's a nice sized dude, but I mean, Riker's yeah. just like head and shoulders he bigger is. than he is. Yeah. Yep. It's crazy. <laughs> He's got the platform shoes. <laughs> All of a sudden, he's channeling Howard Dean. <laughs> <laughs> so they try that, and unfortunately, doesn't work. And then something I think I caught, I don't know if anybody else saw it, I think Picard curses in French. Yes, he does. When it fails. Really? Yes. I heard him, he just kind of said it under his breath. He's like, merda. merda. I was like, did he say merda? And so I was, you know, I, I stopped, I played it back and listened to it again. Sure enough, he does say it. I don't now, know what, is, what that now, means. what does that mean in French? Which is basically... The F word? No, it's the S word, basically. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, that's cool. We had just so, I know it from French Spanish, too. so, yeah. I mean, Spanish and French are very close, so, mm-hmm. but it was interesting so that... So he's saying bad words. Yeah. Interesting. And this is yeah, a show just, that was on network TV. Yeah, and, <laughs> and they're like, proper, if it's French. He's a proper gentleman. Yeah. I'm surprised at that. Yeah. That, that was Roddenberry basically sticking it to the censors because in the 60s with the original series mm-hmm. and then with other pilot programs that he had tried, right. they, the censors were always cracking down on him with the costumes, with the language. Mm-hmm. So any chance he got with Next Generation, he would slip little things like that in to basically you know stick it to the censors from the 60s. That's it's right. like, oh, look what I can do now, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Suck on that. Yeah. <laughs> So I guess basically they figure out, you know, eventually the Ferengi figure out that they're being trapped by the planet in just the same way that the, uh, you know, the Enterprise right. folks figured out. They do a scan of the planet finally. Oh, snap. Look at like, you think oh. they would have started that for initially, and that's, and that's Deanna. That was all Deanna. She said, yeah. we've been focusing so much time on the ship, we neglected the planet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, the planet. Oh, there is a big planet <laughs> right there. Big, Thank you, Deanna. What's that in the view screen once. behind the Ferengi ship? <laughs> Wait a minute. It's a big planet. There's a planet here? Yeah. Get out. And then they go down to the... Right, they decide to do a joint away mission with the Ferengi. Yes. So they just met. They don't really know these guys that That's well. They're right, like, hey, right. let's do a joint thing Picard's, here. he's like a gentleman. He's yeah. surrendering at all costs. And he's here, did you <laughs> take my picture? She's like, sure, sure, help us out if you let's want Let's surrender to. together to whoever's <laughs> on that planet. <laughs> yeah, so, but the cool thing here is finally, finally, Worf gets picked for the away yeah. team. Yeah, bring Worf. Mm-hmm. Which is cool because, again, the About first, damn time. The first yeah. five episodes, they don't use Worf at all. Yeah. It's very simple. Riker's right, like, hey, this might be sticky. Can you spare Worf? Yeah, because he's doing so much useful <laughs> stuff on the bridge. You know? Again, he, he was in, originally intended as just a, a tossaway character. He yeah. was added, but it doesn't make sense though because why are you going to have a tossaway character be a Klingon? Well, right. no, that was the thing. It was, you know? He was as an example that 
oh, well, there's now peace between the Federation and the Klingons, right. and this is a symbol of that. Right. See, yeah. we're different. But, I mean, we talked about this in, in the episode that's uh, episode two of our podcast, how, you know, it's assumed by seeing him there, but they don't really delve into it at all. You know, you just have to assume by seeing him there, oh, I guess the Klingons and the Federation are at peace it's now. Cool, yeah. right. Because in the movies and in the original series, the Klingons right. are the adversary right. of the but Federation. You, but, but again, I think that makes brilliant show right there. And it does in the right. later seasons. You've got a Klingon right. in Starfleet. He's the only one. Right. right. And we don't, we don't know this yet. I mean, at, at this yeah. point in the series, all we know is that there is a Klingon on the bridge. Yeah, but it, it, as a fan of the original show when you're watching this, you go... There's a Klingon there. Like right. times are changing. Why not talk about this though? Like yeah. as as the audience. But it, it was supposed to be such. You know, it's just like I, I thought it was good writing actually because it was one of those things where it makes you wonder. So you're sitting there like well, yeah. all these episodes, are like what what's the deal with this guy? Yeah. So now you're focused on and and that's why Michael Dorn as Worf got such a big part later. Well, he was great yeah. because mm-hmm. everybody was like super. They built all this interest in him by accident. Yeah. By ignoring him. Yeah. Well, it paid off. <laughs> it paid off for him, which is great. And again, yeah. he turned out to be, you know, Commander. one of the central characters of the show, and he's fantastic. Yeah. I was a yeah. fan of his from Chips. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they uh, they beam down to the planet, and they're supposed to meet the Ferengi, but because of the energy, you know, field around the planet, basically, the transporter doesn't work yeah. very well. The communicators don't work, of course. And uh, the foggy basically, of all. Yeah. yeah, Riker goes into his Ricola commercial. He's like, anyone? <laughs> is anyone here? <laughs> yeah. Planet. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they can be anywhere on this planet. <laughs> Is anybody here? <laughs> it would be like me going outside and trying to yell to England. Yeah, it's exactly. just not going to happen. Don't they have megaphones? Yeah. <laughs> As a child, he was lost in a mall and he had a yeah. flashback. <laughs> Mommy! After it closed. And the funny part is, too, I text Dennis Black and Asian this as well. It looked very familiar to search for Spock. It did. It's like all the exterior they shot. It was like they just had all this stuff. Like, hey, we can use that. It's, throw yeah. some crystals here. Boom. Yeah, we were Done. expecting. Uh, we were expecting Savick to walk up at some point. <laughs> Is that Christopher Lloyd? Yeah. <laughs> what? He's still hanging on that ledge. <laughs> he climbed back up. Holy crap! And again, it shows. It still shows the cool cheesiness of Star Trek right. because they're shooting exteriors indoors. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because they didn't do that on Next Generation all for quite some stage. time. And they never did it on the original series. All the exteriors were indoors. Am I correct? It, 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 all, most of them. Yeah. Or a Paramount backlot because they'd find a planet that was strangely just like Earth in 1937. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, exactly. The Nazi one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but every, but all, the ex, all the exteriors are done inside. They called it uh, the planet hell set. Uh-huh. And what they for the next generation and what they would do is they'd set it up you've got the big uh, panoramic background in the back right. mm-hmm. that would allow them to light it so this planet has a green sky so <laughs> right. it's different than the set <laughs> with that we used last week yeah. with a bluish orange sky. Yeah, they definitely yeah. used a lot of lightning and a lot of fog. Yeah. This episode. Definitely fog. Yeah. Yeah, I felt like it was like an 80s metal show. <laughs> it, was, it was intense. It was awesome. The band was going to come up behind yeah, totally. yeah. the crystals. Yeah, like Kiss is going to come out. Yeah, like, <laughs> Hello, Chris. And then all of a sudden we finally what we finally meet the Ferengi. No, because yeah, well, basically, yeah, he he finds Data. They find Jordy. Jordy's hanging upside down. And the funny thing is, because Jordy has a visor on, they don't know if he's awake or not. He's like, "Are you conscious? Does it look like I'm conscious?" It's like, actually, I can't tell. You're wearing a visor. You're just kind of hanging there. And then we meet the Ferengi who have whips. Yes. They have light whips for weapons. And I, I actually think those are pretty cool weapons. Yeah, I and agree. they don't they use were, them again. They were no, they never come back, they which totally everybody will cool. see. Because like, the, they had the light whips. You can shoot one time and you take three people out. It was awesome. How is that not a great yeah. weapon? Yeah. And then we see the light whips, and then all of a sudden the Ferengis turn into monkeys. Yeah. yeah. They're like they're literally like little chimpanzees. Like the way they're bouncing around and all their mannerisms, it's very That was actually like. the direction that they received. Really? Was act like hyper gerbils. Wow. Well, I thought you had the shakes. Yeah. All of a sudden, Richard Gere shows up. <laughs> no. Yeah, so, I mean, the Ferengi, you know, at that point, obviously, their weapons are pretty cool. Yeah, and so they knocked out the, you know, Riker, Data gets knocked out again. Uh-huh. Uh, he's not getting up until yeah. somebody else gets Keep up. getting knocked out. And then uh, and Jordy. Because yeah, he's a robot. Yeah, at least they got, they, they knocked Jordy down, at yeah. least, you know, so he's not hanging there anymore. <laughs> and I love how Data, when every time he gets knocked out, his arms just shoot straight into the yeah. air like he's a mummy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! And then Riker and then, got knocked out too. So yeah, they yeah, knocked and then them all they, three out. And then they bring they him this dragon, yeah. uh, wharf, and so they got. They think they got the whole team there, and they're 
you know, basically if they move, kill them, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. They're just deciding what to do. They're analyzing them, looking at their little communicator They're saying that if anything happens, you know, we, they attacked us, blah, right. so They're getting their story straight. It automatically shows the <laughs> sneaky, uh, the sneaky Ferengi. Right. You know? yeah. yeah, they don't have a code of honor. Absolutely not. <laughs> and they're monkeys. Yes. They're little monkeys with yes. no code of honor. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which was, it. it was really sad because... Since we're at peace with the Klingons now, and we haven't really heard from the Romulans at this point in the series, right. the Ferengi were supposed to be the new ooh because at Encounter at Farpoint, you know, they mentioned that you know, right. well, you know, we hear the Ferengi eat their enemies, yeah. you yeah. know, that or right. we might make a deal with the Ferengi if you don't, you know, the what's his name, uh, yeah, 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 Zorn, yeah, Zorn, yeah. 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 So you know, it was like they were setting the Ferengi up to be these huge, scary bad guys, ooh, right, you know. It, it, and then monkey guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they were little monkeys. It was like Planet of the Apes. I mean, they basically had gingivitis, and they walked around <laughs> like monkeys. Yeah. Right? And all really scary. But they still, got to give them credit, they were still tough enough to beat up a Klingon. Yeah, exactly. Because then there's like a, a physical fight, like not with the weapons, but an actual physical fight. Yeah. And then... Two Ferengi beat up a Klingon. Basically, DDT'd him. Yeah, they, they got <laughs> jumped pretty good. Punked Worf out quick. Yeah. Because everything seemed like it was cool because I guess, uh, what, uh, number one woke up magically like he just awoke yeah. up from his slumber. Right. And then they're like, yeah, we got you guys. And then the Ferengis just attack him. And they literally jump on top of them. They're yeah. like hanging yeah. on him like They like forgot they had these the whips yeah. that worked pretty well before. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Let's get really close. <laughs> well, well, Data's option of just grab one by the neck and hold oh, it in know, the air. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then his warning to uh, Riker, which I think you know, kind of backs you up with, well, watch out, Commander. They're surprisingly strong. Yeah. And, but you know who else is surprisingly strong? Worf. The Klingon. Yeah. I mean. He's a Klingon. <laughs> I don't understand. Like, at every turn, they just make Worf look like a chump. Yeah, exactly. It's a real bummer. Yeah. He'll get his, his due. <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying, like I said, he's a Klingon. Yeah. It's so cool. Klingons are the best. Yeah. They are warriors, my friend. Yeah, and they're getting beat up by little monkeys. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically Chewbacca getting beat up by the Ewoks. Yeah, that's the yeah, best yeah, way yeah, to describe yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> to put it at that. Damn shame. Yeah. So, I mean, basically, after that fight, Yar shows up and kind of tells them to break it up with Save her phaser. Yeah. Oh, you know and what then, phasers uh, are. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, basically, um, I guess the Ferengi are still going to fight, so she tries to shoot at him, and then these crystals suck in the, the little phaser beam. What? And so they're like, "What's going on here?" You <laughs> and know, Frankie try to to light whip him, and then the same yeah, thing happens. Exactly. Whoa! Yeah. Oh, what's going on? It's sucking up all the planet's energy. That's yeah. so cute. <laughs> and then I guess Jordy, because he has his visor, he can see the different spectrums of light right. and everything. Well, why he realizes that something's before? going on. Yeah. Well, well I mean, he well, sees he, uh, he yeah. sees the portal forming. You know. And then all of a sudden, basically, the the wind forms an old man. Yeah. The, uh, oh yeah. no! Before that, we get the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah. It was the man in front of the curtain, <laughs> <laughs> basically. Yeah, saying, you know, why? Who accepts a challenge? Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> and then old Jimmy Page from Song Remains the Same. <laughs> yeah. like, when I saw him, that's all I thought was old Jimmy Page from Song Remains the Same. That's the only thing I thought. I was like, wow, that's awesome. Jimmy Page is here. Yeah. That's so cute. Yeah, and I think this is the part of the episode that really does me in for not liking it. Is Bringing in the uh, apparently omnipotent being, right? That just kind of challenges them and acts like, "Oh, you're not worthy." Like with Q, it was kind of cool because because yeah. Q kind of was playing a cool game with them, you know. But this guy is just kind of like, "Who are you? Yeah. I challenge you." And then the Ferengi throw Riker to the fire because they're chumps, right? You know, <laughs> yeah. Again, the Ferengi—they do a good job showing the Ferengi are like they don't have any honor, you know. Yeah. They're they're just kind of. Sniveling little monkey Yeah, people. but they're not um, physically imposing at all. They're just like these little, I guess, it's like, I guess they're trying to make a villain. You're trying to create a villain for right. the cast of the next generation. And that's the best, like a little chihuahua. Right. You right. Know, it just seemed kind of goofy. Yeah. I think it was a good ploy too, man, to make him look, like, appear tough, like from the, the legends that, oh, the Ferengis are this and that. And then, you know, they come off and like, what the hell? They're just small people. Yeah, because I mean, I guess you imagine by the description that they're going to be like pirates, you know? Right. Basically right. badasses. More, more They'll trade with you, but if it doesn't work out, then they're going to cut your throat. But right. that doesn't really kind of pan out the way that they're characterized. Yeah, it doesn't really work. Yeah, they just whip you and jump yeah. on you. And then that's it. And they flow some poo yeah. here. <laughs> that's all I kept thinking. Was they have acid for poo. Yeah, they were going to fling yeah. doo-doo at you. you know? Yeah, that's it. You would and think they'd be a lot tougher. Then yeah. Jimmy Page shows up, and they <laughs> yeah. speed up his spinning of the blade. That was so was awful. Awesome. Was that yeah. awful? That was fast really forward that one more time. <laughs> they're like, they're like <laughs> basically, <laughs> if we remove a frame, you know, every couple of frames, yeah. it'll look like he's doing it really fast. And then he threatens Riker, and Riker 
won't fight him. He throws some uh, what's some uh, Sun Tzu. some Sun Tzu on him. The guy's impressed. Yeah, yeah, they became friends, and that's it. Yeah, and well, it's just kind of like problem resolved. Yeah. Oh, your ship's freed. Yeah, and that's yeah. it. You want me to destroy the Ferengi? Nah, they won't learn anything if you just destroy them. All right, cool. (laughs) Be on your way. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) Yeah. We gave him the answer. We told him what to say. But really, the only cool thing from this episode is a Chinese finger trap. Yeah, Yeah. which which makes no sense at all. (laughs) Oh, because the kids were there. Well, I mean, they were talking about Sun Tzu, so obviously they need to make sure that everybody understands that it's Chinese. Chinese food around, or like fortune cookies. (laughs) Without boxes. Like, Data's this this super smart robot but can't figure out a Chinese finger trap. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, Captain. (laughs) And the Captain goes over there and does it for him like a child. Yeah. It was a goofy episode. Yeah. Like yeah, all, all in all, yeah. all in all, it was a goofy episode. Technology-wise, yeah. I was a little disappointed because when they were doing the briefing, just before Data got his fingers stuck in the Chinese uh, finger trap, mm-hmm. they had the holographic viewer which showing was, the planet, which was pretty cool. Yeah, this it is was. 1987. It was yeah. cool. I mean, in 87, I remember watching this going, wow. Yeah, it was, yeah. Even now, it was just the budget looked cool because later on in the episode where No Man Has Gone Before, when the guy is standing in front of that fire... That would look really awful. Yeah. He's standing in front of the fire in the hallway and Picard yells at him. Yeah. Concentrate! Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Focus on your duties! That just looked really awful. So, I mean, it's weird how some things look really great and then other things just look awful. Right. Right. And, And, you know, at the end of the episode, you see everybody playing with the finger traps. Riker has one. Jordy has one. But you notice who's not stuck. Deanna is in No, no, no. Yar. Yar doesn't get stuck. She's dealt with the rape gang, so she knows how to get out of a finger trap. <laughs> oh jeez! So so overall, the episode warp one to nine—that's how we rate them, Ben. Because you've never been here before for the the actual show. What do you say, episode um, one to nine of the last outpost? I would say this was a strong four, maybe a five. Dennis, yeah, I'm in that territory. I'd say four point five. Wow, I'm, I'm going to say five. They, at least they I'll, give you the Ferengi, like you get your first glimpse right. of the Ferengi. Mm, yeah, yeah. That's but it's only, so disappointing. Yeah, in that's my the opinion. only thing the episode's really good for because there's nothing lasting from this episode. Right. Like nothing, nothing sustain. There's nothing sustainable. Right. It's right. just like you see mm-hmm. the Ferengi. Okay, great. That's it. Yeah. See, I, I would. I was trying to grade kindly with the first few episodes mm-hmm. as I'm listening to the other podcasts. And cool, we have a listener. That's nice. <laughs> At least we know one of them. <laughs> I, I'm the guy that downloaded last week. <laughs> yeah. But um, it's, you know, the first few episodes, they're finding themselves, they're getting, you know, establishing a universe, basically. Mm-hmm, right. You know, they've got some groundwork from Toss, but that's, we had Toss in the movies at this point. And that's it. And that was it. We've had, at this point, it was, uh, this was coming out just after the fourth movie. Mm-hmm. So that is all the Star Trek, is three seasons of Toss. Right. Four movies, and that was it. And not even only one good movie out of those four. Mm. So now we have this new series. So they've got to build this whole. All right, we're a hundred years in the future. We've got all this new stuff. So I, you know, it's like, all right, let them find their footing. Well, now we're how many episodes in? Four, five this episodes. Is the fifth yeah, episode. Yeah. So it's like, eh, yeah, okay, we, you, we did that you last week. To, we kind of gave them one. Yeah. One of the episodes last week, we kind of gave them. But you know, this was just not. Now was, you're you're five weeks into this, guys. Yeah. It's, it's you need to be to get the wheels to. Pick yeah. up. Now, what about you, Manny? What do you say? I'll give it a five. Five. It was, it was okay of an episode. So so far, we've all graded yes. it's the worst this episode our, we've seen. This is the worst episode. Okay. We've seen. were a pleasant surprise, and that was it yeah. for me. Yeah. Yeah. All right, and a finger trap. <laughs> and we all love finger yes, traps. Right, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back, and we will uh, do the uh, when no man has gone before. Stay tuned. What's up, dudes? It's Alfredo Torres. And if you guys are into the latest in zombie subculture, literature, movies, comic books, the place to go every Tuesday, Torres vs. Zombies. TorresVsZombies.com. Check it out and find out tips on how to survive the upcoming zombie apocalypse. It's a great time. It's every Tuesday, Torres vs. Zombies. Go. Welcome back to Door Trek, weekly podcast. We watch and review. Somewhat nitpick, but not really. We're not really nah, nitpicking not really. too much. The uh, the series Star Trek: The Next Generation. The next episode we watch because we watch two a week is mm. where no one has gone before, dun, dun, dun. which is probably the best episode we've watched so far. I think it's pretty good. I'm just gonna go out and say it. It's the it's best one we've watched. And the so funny far. thing is, because you know we've seen these episodes. When I first saw it, I was like, oh, I don't like this one. And then I watched it. I was like, oh wait, actually, it's a pretty good episode. 
Yeah. Right. So, because, I like it. I mean, there's certain elements of it that I that would lead me to believe I wouldn't like it. This changes the whole series. Yes. This one episode changes the, the, the rest of the series. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, basically, this episode is about uh, the Enterprise is meeting up with the USS Fearless. The Fearless. USS and uh, they're supposed to be running some uh, evaluations, some tests. Some to make it go fast. The, the engine, warp drive. right? That is improved efficiency on these other two vessels, right. the mm-hmm. Fearless and the uh, Ajax. Is that what yes, it is? The Aj- it was? Yes, it was the Ajax. Yeah, because yeah, I laughed when it said right. Ajax. I just thought about the cleaner. <laughs> yes. yeah. you know? they haven't done it on the spick and span yet, but the Ajax <laughs> is good to go. The, the USS Mister Clean. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, Lieutenant Commander France. Your mother is here. Oh, my mom's here. Yeah, your mom's here. Oh, excellent. <laughs> Beam her aboard. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Donna. Greetings. Greetings. Never mind the uh, pass out drunk child on the floor. That's mine. Okay, so go ahead, Dennis. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, so they they're going to run these tests on the Enterprise since obviously it's the flagship. They've done it on some of these lesser vessels. But isn't the f- it's a brand new ship? Brand right. new. Like, why are they already trying to rework the engine? Well, it's I guess because new. as they explain, you know, the the schematics and everything seem like gibberish. But basically, it's improving the efficiency without doing any damage, or it doesn't seem like there's any potential damage that can be done. Okay. So they're like, why not give it a try on our best ship, the Enterprise? But they only did it on two other ships. Right. I mean, at least make them do it on four, five, six other ones before we let these Like an old on. one or something. Yeah, the brand new vessel. I would think so. Yeah. You know, they got to have a boneyard or something like that where totally. they keep all the old you know, ships somewhere. Exactly. Totally. You know, the Enterprise C is you know, somewhere. Maybe it's destroyed. I don't know. Well, that that yeah, that comes up later. We okay. find out. Yeah, but I mean, why not just do it on the Reliant or something like that? One of the other ships <laughs> yeah. because the Reliant, yeah, Reliant blew saying, up. Why, why not do it on one of those? Yeah, the, you know, yes, the, the, the USS Meat Gazer. <laughs> why not try that one as opposed to the brand new flagship of the of Starfleet? Yeah, right. let's test this unknown uh, theory we have on a our new ship. Why not? And That's then great. the guys come over. Yeah, they beam them over, and it's already kind of assumed that. These guys might be kooks because the stuff, the data they've been transmitting is just looks weird. Gibberish. It doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. And so they kind of have a really low expectation of who these guys are going to be when they come over. So they totally. beam over, and one dude's a, a civilian, he's you know, a, he's a total Starfleet jerk. guy. He's right. a total jerk. Yeah. Like, right off the bat, he's just an a-hole. Right. right. And then there's another dude who just looks kind of weird, like an alien guy, obviously. Now, here's the, the science fiction trope that really ticks me off because, <laughs> well, what is your companion's name? Oh, Humans can't pronounce it. Right. I said the same thing to Dennis. Okay, well, then could you go ahead and say it for me (laughs) since maybe we can try? I also said two. We'll call him Ralph. (laughs) But I mean, how how and why would they let this dude on a vessel who can't pronounce his name? That means you could do no background checks on this guy. Right, no clearance whatsoever. How does this guy making modifications on engines, you know, running diagnostics and stuff like that? Unpronounceable. Yeah. No, that's not going to work. You gotta, I need a reference uh, here. <laughs> well, no, are there any is... silent letters in unpronounceable? <laughs> we need to know I, I would just want once for somebody to look at them and go, well, then you say it. Because obviously you're from your people. <laughs> right. So right. How, how would you say yeah. it? Hey, Worf, can you say it? <laughs> he, he's not human. No human. What about right. Data? Yeah, exactly. You would think Data Somebody. can, but nobody can say this guy's name. Yeah. So he's just it's, no. it's, It probably it's involves, it's not done orally, it's through a series of hand motions and farts, basically. <laughs> That's how he says his name. So. He's got to draw yeah. it out. Yeah. We don't have that kind of sphincter control. <laughs> so basically, uh, you know, the guy Kaczynski is the scientist Total who's jerk. kind of taking credit for this, and he's basically saying, "Oh, well, how come the captain's not here to meet me? I'm, I'm, you know, hot I'm stuff. Important. I'm awesome, yeah, you know, yeah, basically." Yeah. And he goes to links about how awesome he is and how he's going to make the Enterprise super duper now. And uh, so Again, they leave. You know, he's like, "I know my way around the it's starship." A brand new ship, right? How much more super duper can the flagship <laughs> yeah, exactly. be? You know exactly. Exactly. I mean? yeah. Don't break it, please. Yeah, this guy is from Starfleet DARPA, apparently. Yeah, cool, you know, they've been working on this for a long the time. The cool part about it too is this is when you meet the uh, the chief engineer, who's Chief Engineer Argyle, <laughs> right? And he literally—that's his name. Because I was like, it's oh, like they pulled these names out of like a, a pulp book. Well, that sounds Scottish. Yeah. Th- that'll make them like yeah. us. Right. It's literally like they found some homeless guy on the street in three uniform. <laughs> he had this big bushy beard, and I, I think he looked like he's sleeping in his own vomit. I just, like, I just keep. <laughs> Die hard, that's all. 
Jeeves in Argyle. Yeah, he drives a limousine. Yeah, basically in his spare man, we got time. CVs, TVs, everything in his mug, man. <laughs> but I think this was pretty diehard, wasn't it? Pretty diehard. Well, this was eighty-seven. Yeah, so diehard die was eighty-eight. Stole Argyle. Yeah. From oh. Star Trek Next Generation. <laughs> it would be cool if it would have actually been Argyle from Die Hard. Yeah, this, yeah. this actor, all he Argyle. does is all he does is portray people named Argyle. <laughs> Yeah, but then uh, once again, the extents of Deanna's empathic powers are on display because she's asked to give an assessment of Kaczynski, and she says, Wait. well, he's arrogant, he's blah, 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 all these things that we just found no, out by lady. watching what he said. Yeah, <laughs> she's totally worthless. Yeah, and yeah. Oh, I can't get a read on the other guy. Well, neither could we because he didn't really say anything. He doesn't so. have a name. He's like some alien dude right. yeah. with a giant bulging forehead. <laughs> yeah. Stranger danger. That's strange. But then, but apparently, you know, they go down to engineering and uh, they give him the ship just like that. Boom! And Wesley's just hanging out. I right? hate that. But kid. before well, they, you know, before Jesus. they let him, yeah, well, it's yeah, funny because they get down. And he's like, "What is this boy doing here?" <laughs> Wesley's name in the first five episodes are just boy, yeah, just, child. They call him boy so many times in this get episode. Get that child too. off my bridge. What's the boy doing here? Yeah. He's just doing a project for school. What kind of school project does he need to be in? A warp in engineering. <laughs> and we saw sense. in the previous episode. We actually saw other kids because they were in the yeah, conference yeah. room. And, and Picard was not happy about that either. What no. are they doing in here, number one? Yeah, like children like, hey, boys will be boys. <laughs> yeah. But so, yeah. We, I mean, no, we know there's other boys on the ship, obviously. But he's the one who's been designated boy. <laughs> Best boy, number one. <laughs> That's my boy, number yeah, one. So basically, Kaczynski wants to dive in and just start making modifications. And Riker's like, well, you're not going to do it until you explain it to us. And he's like, oh, you don't understand. This yeah. has been approved by Starfleet. And then Riker mows him. He's like... Yeah, well, it hasn't been improved by Argyle, and I sure as hell didn't improve it. <laughs> Argyle's like, what? What's going on? <laughs> 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 Until our homeless guy approves it. I was just, yeah. just smelling my own armpit. <laughs> that's literally what he looks like. <laughs> uh, man, I'm humming. <laughs> I'm at Smell Factor 7 over here, man. Yeah. You know, It's ridiculous, this Argyle. <laughs> He's basically Pigpen. He just doesn't look like the cleanest guy in the whole world. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's preposterous. It's like a sloppy Scotty. What now? <laughs> yeah. oh, I was sleeping in the corner. <laughs> huh? <laughs> Warp sun? Crusher oh. switched me to this new medication. It really got me zonked out. <laughs> so basically, they make him explain what he's going to do, which he just spouts off gibberish. And they're like, all right, do we understand it? Well, it doesn't seem like it'll hurt the engine. Okay, so great. let him do it. You might as well have let him do it in the first place yeah. if you're just not going to understand but what he says. Too, it's, like, it's not going to hurt the engine. They just throw him pennies at it. Like, you can do anything to the engine <laughs> yeah. as long as it's not going to affect its performance. Yeah. So basically, uh, they let him do his thing, and uh, the unnamed assistant the unnamed goes to the station, and Wes is kind of sitting over his shoulder, you know, throwing him glances the whole time. And they and, have a moment. Right. They, they do have a moment. They do. Stranger they really danger. do. They have, they have a, a boy have moment. A, a He's moment. like, do you see something wrong here? And he's like, well, yeah, shouldn't these be connected and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, they have a nice little conversation. Yeah, he's a smug son of this, too, But this man. leads to Wesley's know-it-all-ism. Yeah. Yes. And, it know, feeds it. Yeah. <laughs> and this whole episode is just basically that. Right. It 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 I guess it verifies. It it gives validity to Wesley's know-it-all-ism. Right. Right. That's the whole point of the episode. Yeah. Yeah, because that Wesley is special. Yeah, you know he's not your average run-of-the-mill boy that right. runs around on a galaxy-class starship. He builds so from uh, now pulsator on, you should, rays and yeah. whatever else. You, from now on, you have to refer to him as special boy. Special <laughs> boy, <laughs> not just what is the special boy doing here? <laughs> yeah. So basically, they they start doing their thing. They start making their modifications and. Kaczynski gets pissed. He's like, what are you doing? Because it's not working, apparently, or it's working too well, or yeah. something's going wrong. And uh, the unnamed individual starts, like, Face disappearing. It. Yeah, it was cool. And yeah. uh, Wes is looking around like, anybody else see this? Or am I tripping out right <laughs> am now? Am I seeing this? This man is uh, going invisible. I've got to be honest. Me? If I saw that happen, I probably wouldn't say anything right away either. Cause, yeah, because it make you look like, like a crazy eh, machine. Well, I don't know what's going on here. They're never going to let me back into engineering. Right, exactly. What did they do when they were in the first exactly, place? It's a better question. Yeah. This high-profile test is going on. Let the boy stay. He's got homework. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I, I still can't understand why they do that. Why they let a little kid in the engineering yeah. I mean, obviously, it's a plot tool. Well, it has know, nothing to do with the way they would probably actually run a true Starfleet vessel. There would be no, how, how would you run into in the Yorktown? Yeah. There, there would be no. Well, first of all, the Yorktown wasn't one of these family cruisers like the Galaxy. Class. <laughs> There's no children in here. There's no. Chi- we're a warship, and and well, you know, we explore on the side. There, yeah. you know, right. Kill Klingons, yay! <laughs> but um, you no, know, the thing with Wesley, I mean, 
their education standards. I don't know if it's hap- if the episode's played yet, but there's one where the families. Well, it's coming up. There's one where we see a, a little kid running down the hall from his dad, and the dad says, "You know, you got to get back to school. I don't like school." You're going to go back and you're going to finish your calculus test like every other second grader. Yeah, you know, yeah, you're yeah, like, right. calculus in the second grade. So yeah. Wesley, he's working on some high order. If he's in high school by now. Oh, right. yeah. Wesley's this. I mean, they some already kind of portray physics. him as the smartest kid in the whole wide world. And again, right. this episode, they finally just come out yeah. and say it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like so basically, he, he draws a conclusion about the. Um, Don't say it. Don't I, I better say not it. say it. Don't think I'm crazy. <laughs> I know this is a ridiculous idea, but that. Time, space, and thought are interconnected. Don't say that. That's a dangerous idea to be saying out loud, mister. (laughs) Don't ever say it to anybody ever again. Boy, don't ever say that dangerous (laughs) nonsense (laughs) in a world that's not ready for it. Don't say it. (laughs) But basically, so they they really get going. They're cooking. They're past warp 10. You know, it's off the charts, basically. They don't know how fast they're going. And I will say this. It looks really cool. It does look cool. faster than anyone's ever gone before, and it looked awesome. Yeah, I think basically this is where Stargate got their idea of how they're going to travel through the Stargate, what it should look like. This this did predate the movie by a couple of years. Right. Yeah. 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 So it's pretty cool. But then, uh, once again, Picard shows his disdain for the Enterprise. <laughs> They're going at this unbelievable speed, and he's like, Never. reverse engines. <laughs> what? <laughs> and Data says the obvious, well, nobody's ever reversed engines going this fast. He's like, doesn't mean it's not possible. <laughs> nobody's, nobody's ever gone this fast before, dude. <laughs> exactly. I have no idea. Like, I wouldn't do this in my car. Like, I'm yeah. going 60 miles an hour. No, you drop your transmission on the road if you yeah. do that. How does this work for the Enterprise? But no, I don't know. But you know what? It magically stops. They have some great inertial dampeners, yeah, just, I guess. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah, and it stops. And they're, you know, they say, well, where are we? And, you know, we're not in our galaxy anymore. We're on the other side of M33. 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 And, you know, would, we're way out there. It would literally take them, what, 300 years to get home? 300 light years to get home. Or 300 years to get home. And it, it looks super cool. It does. Yes. Because they're in a place they've never been, mm-hmm. right. and it looks like nothing you've ever seen. Right. right. And, any of the, and you don't see anything like that later on. So it, it was kind of neat, the fact that they actually – it looked like they may have had someone paint or design like a new set and the new background because it's something that you've never seen in Star Trek before. Right. So it looked really cool considering yes. yeah. they have gone farther than anyone's ever gone. Right. And so basically Kaczynski comes up to the bridge and says, hey, I'm great. I did even better this time than I did it before. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. We're going to name that speed after me. Yeah. That's a whole new scale. <laughs> that's right. But well, we're lost. <laughs> I made the warp barrier relevant. But where are we? Uh-uh. <laughs> How are we going to get home? Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah. I'll just do it again. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sounds like a great idea. It's so basically like they the have to... It's almost like a premise for a Voyager, almost like yeah. they, they yeah. disappeared because yeah. that's how it happened. Yeah, right. But then the weird part about it is they go, "Well, just do it again the other way," and they'll end up where they were. Right? Like, how does that work? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I don't understand how it that works work. in straight lines. Bobby. Yeah. Like okay, well, what are you gonna do? We're just gonna point their ship in the other direction and do it again. That's what we found out in Farpoint. Picard's great at turning the, the ship around. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's his go-to move. <laughs> but I just love the like the idea of that, like all this science, and you're talking about warp drives. Right. And what are we gonna do? We gotta Turn it around. Point in the other direction. <laughs> duty exists. Do a three-point turn. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so they basically had this conversation about, well, you know, there's some cool activity going on. You know, data points out. I guess some stars are doing some cool stuff. And they have a chance to document what's going on there. Some science. Because nobody's obviously ever been there before. Nobody's ever gone that fast. So uh, they lay it on to Picard. Hey, it's your decision. And he says, well... We'll just have a science vessel come out surrender. here and do it. I surrender. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Surrender to the stars. But it's funny. When, after he says, all right, let's just go back, you can see everybody go like, whew, thank God. <laughs> now, here's the thing. It would take them 51 years for a subspace message to get back. Data says that you right. know, if, when they sent their little, uh-oh, we're in trouble message, right. Right. it's going to take 51 years for it to get back. Okay. Right. Why not fire off a couple of probes to see this nice little stellar event yeah. with a protostar? Transmitting back because even if this little experiment doesn't work, at least fifty years from now, instead of three hundred years from now, people yeah. back at Starfleet gets the message and go, "Oh, so here's the nice scientific information from right. sense. And then I guess they don't really have a science officer on the bridge, you know? Yeah, they're, not, they're, not, no, not no. a primary, not one who's gonna, even, a part of the they crew. Do even have a science officer? No, I don't think well, so. I'm sure they do, but Data is the operations manager. Okay, which is kind of like in charge of the scanning. 
Worf was supposed to be manning one of those stations in the back. Right. Right. But they don't have like a full time. I'm the science officer on the bridge. Yeah. Right. They have science teams down below decks. Which yeah. is a weird thing. Again, like you said, they, they, they're trying to separate themselves from the original series by not having a science officer, not having like a main chief engineer. Right. But then you just have a, a crotchety old doctor that don't really kind of do anything. Like yeah. They have right. no like uniformed or kind of defined task. Right. Because right. right. Worf circles around with a helm and yeah. whatever he does right. in the back. Worf yeah. just rings a bell. And He's like the auxiliary him. you know, officer. Yeah. yeah. He's a do-it-all. Yeah. Now, I mean, Data's got a more set Role you know, he does the helm and yeah Data sits on the left well, no, yeah, Jordy sits on the right command in a way well see Jordy was the the control of navigation mm-hmm. and that's why they referred to him as Con C O N N control of navigation but um, Data was operations manager which was vague enough that they could have him do science stuff vague enough they could have him do you know he mm-hmm. could fly the ship if he needed to yeah Data know. is kind of the jack of all trades right seems but like. he is an android He's a Swiss yeah, Army knife of Starfleet officers but yeah. then I wonder alright well what about on other ships their operations manager I mean this guy's like struggling right. because he's not an android <laughs> right Right. well Data the other ones are just screwed <laughs> yeah so then they're out and spend and all of a sudden they realize that things they think Bitcoin. well no, first no, I mean try first they try to go back yeah that's right and it doesn't work and then you know the traveler basically freaks out, and then, yeah. and then they go into super duper warp, <laughs> and they end up apparently in the center of the planet Hoth. Because <laughs> I mean, that's what it basically looks like. It's just yeah, this big Hoth. blue area. There's no stars. It's like these little protozoa are flying around, yeah. and it's everything's like, just blue. Cool. Yeah, they were pretty cool. Yeah, they did a really good job with that stuff. Like yeah. the special effects are. This is the best special effects they have right. so far in the series. It looks kind of neat. Yeah. So. Yeah. So basically, they're there and. They don't know what's going on now because obviously they're off the charts. They don't know where they are specifically. They didn't know how fast. I they believe they're lost <laughs> in space. space. Yes. That's a different TV show, Bobby. Yeah, okay, all right, all right. <laughs> but it is. It's Voyager. Danger, Wesley Crusher. Yeah, exactly. yeah, they they figured out Voyager the six episodes in. Like we'll right. just do this for a series. Yeah, yeah. cool. Yeah. So basically, uh, weird things start happening. People start seeing things, seeing things. And I think the first person is Worf. He sees his little kitty cat. Yeah. If you can call it that. Yeah. 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 yeah, There you go. Yeah. It's basically there. And, uh, which looked like, it looked like a shit, like a, like a half shaven warthog. Right. (laughs) It it was a Russian warthog. Yeah. Yeah. It was really crazy looking. (laughs) Like they shaved it halfway and then they put some horns on it and it was like, my pet. Yeah. Who is this guy talking? Yeah. And he actually smiles. (laughs) He finally says something and his thing is, oh, it's my pet (laughs) from home. Okay. (laughs) What a contribution. Totally. Yeah. So then basically, Yar says, it's ba- oh, it's like it's like your kitty cat, and then a cat magically appears on her console. And what I guess the? it's her her pet from yeah. her home her world. Colony days, yes. right? And then she has a flashback to uh, the rape gangs, mm-hmm. of course. Yes. Who were after the cat? Yes, yes apparently. Run, cat, run. It's not safe for you here, cat. But even if I'm going to be raped, I think a cat would be a good like weapon to kind of <laughs> throw it up, exactly. <laughs> swing the cat. It makes you think. It makes you think. Were the rape gangs raping people or cats? I don't know. Because it wasn't safe for the cat, but yeah. she seemed fine staying there. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and again, this is the, the, the sixth episode. How many times have they mentioned rape gangs? I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah. and it's a shocking word at that. So Yeah, you expect at some point that they're going to go visit this planet just to see you know, how bad the rape gangs actually right, are. Right. <laughs> That's kind of the expectation at that point. So basically, people start seeing weird things happening all over the place. Uh, there's a girl dancing as a ballerina. And then she turns into a an ensign with a jerry curl, yeah. basically. Ensign jerry curl? Like she's doing a uh, soul glow commercial. <laughs> Let your shine through. Yeah. Let your soul glow. <laughs> oh, so man. basically, you know, everybody's seeing all this weird kind of things. And it kind of brings to light the whole what you think becomes reality mm-hmm. in right, this portion right, of space. Right. Yeah, because then, then Picard sees his, his dead mom. Right. Yeah, the people are running down the corridor. They're like, "Don't you see what's chasing us?" And it's his mom. Yeah. <laughs> you know, his Mimo. My mom's chasing you. <laughs> yeah. Why? Yeah, she was trying to tell him a story. You know how old people are. I mean, they take forever to tell a story. They never stop. <laughs> I have some tea. <laughs> Sit a while. They don't. Yeah. We have a long talk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where are we, Mama? Yeah. And then number one, leave me alone, number one. <laughs> Can't you see I'm busy? No, dude. What the hell are you talking You're about? What's going in the on, hall, Captain? To nobody, <laughs> sir. Yeah. <laughs> So basically, I surrender. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he basically does the, the fails, next best the, thing. Yeah. thing. He's like, weird stuff is happening. 
General Quarters, red alert! <laughs> and then he walks into engineering, and it's so funny because Argyle obviously has been awakened again by the red alert klaxons, and he's like, what's the big deal with the general orders, Captain? <laughs> he's like, well, it's the quickest way to get everybody, you know, everybody's attention, uh-huh. obviously. Of course, if you go to red alert, that'd be like, if you want to let people know there's traffic on the HRBT, you know, the tunnel here, to... Do a tornado warning, yeah. <laughs> you know? and then say, "Now that we have your attention, there's a little tsunami bit of tsunami warning. It's five feet away. Yeah. What? You pay attention too. Yeah, gotcha. No, right. Seriously, we're just you know. Yeah. So he tells everybody, "Don't think. Yeah. Basically, well, don't stop <laughs> daydreaming. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like a way to tell people stop thinking about other things. Right. Which, if you haven't seen anything yet, you're like, man, the card's a real dick. <laughs> <laughs> He's a control freak. I imagine there's people who have no clue what's going on. Oh, no, you know, they're working. Oh, yeah, they, totally. They're working fixing replicators or whatever, yeah. and they don't have a window where they work, so they don't see that they're obviously in some weird reach of space. Stop using your brain. Yeah. <laughs> He's basically telling them to, to focus on their work. Yeah. And so they have a discussion, you know, what's going on, and they find out that the Traveler, you know, Wesley finally is able to explain that the Traveler's been phasing, and, you know, kind of disappearing in and out. Right. Yeah, and so I tried, but nobody would listen. He said, he tried he, twice. He tried twice, but I was too busy. Yeah. I was I'm sorry, I was boy. busy being second in command <laughs> of a galaxy-class <laughs> vessel. Thing I, don't have big, thousands of I don't have time to listen to a small child. <laughs> yeah. What's the boy doing here? Yeah. Well, the, the boy and the alien dude seem to have some kind of bond. Yeah. Oh, the boy is fine then. Let the boy stay. The boy can stay. <laughs> Wesley, Get off my bridge. Again, another sign he doesn't have a father. He becomes connected so quickly to I people. Know. He's yeah, like, yeah, he's yeah. my uh, friend. Like, you don't know this guy. He's you don't even know his or, name. Uh, you can't pronounce his name. He's, got, he's not your friend. He's got weird fingers. <laughs> right. He's got like a weird llama hand. Why do you want to be friends with that guy? <laughs> Yeah, so basically, the, the, you know, the traveler, he explains he's a traveler. He's sick, obviously, because there's too much strain on him. Yes, too he much travel. He explains, traveling. you know, the, the concept behind why he can do all this stuff. He's from a different, you know, plane of existence, basically. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, it yeah. is pretty cool. And uh, he basically, you know, explains the connection between space-time and thought, which Kaczynski thinks is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> this, the guy who walks in just spouting random theories thinks this is ridiculous. That's preposterous. Yeah. But Picard, Picard buys it. Totally. Yeah. Which he should, because, I mean, Picard's like a, he's a cerebral dude. You can kind of yeah. tell. And that's another thing. They, like, they, tr- they try to make him seem different from Kurt. Kirk. You know, right. Kurt wasn't that kind of way. He wasn't that kind of person. He was like right. a firebrand. Yeah. It was Picard's gone. quick to surrender. And right. Like, Kirk would shoot first and ask questions <laughs> yeah, later. Totally. You know? Picard had the white, white flag ready to go at all and times. And he's, he's an intellectual. Yeah. Right. He's very, he's we very have to have a conference. Yes. Yeah. A conference. Dude, there's like a giant Where's the boy? planet out there. Let's have a meeting. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have lunch. <laughs> Maybe a spot of tea. Earl Grey, hot. And then, yeah. uh, One thing I thought was pretty cool, though, is when they're there in sick bay and Wesley keeps interrupting, even his mom kind of gives him the look. Yeah, like, shut, like shut up. But you are my, so annoying. He's my friend. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. Somebody get me a drink. <laughs> you know you don't have any other friends. <laughs> yeah. now, did anybody else notice, though, that that Gates McFadden, uh, Beverly Crusher, the lighting or something was off. Her hair looked She different, yeah. looked a little rugged. Now, I know the first season, <laughs> yeah. first season she had, there were some hair issues and she wore a wig. Oh, oh really? I didn't you know, I didn't know yeah. that. But I'm just talking about face makeup. It was like if they had like a bad fluorescent <laughs> oh, shining on her. She was a two-face. She's a two-face. I mean, otherwise, I mean, for the rest of the series, she looked great. I had yeah. a major crush on her when I was a kid. Yeah. But that part right there. She but is, that I was just like, yeah. She was like yeah. Max Schmeling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So basically, uh, Picard talks the Traveler into... Doing it again, getting us back, and we'll all think positive thoughts, happy yeah. thoughts, positive. focusing on our duty or thinking about yes, the hopes and positive deeds. Yes. Yes. <laughs> succeed. Exactly. And clap if you believe in fairies. Right. So. And then they have the everyone else leave except the captain. Yeah. And that's what it have. Wesley is special. Yeah. He's, Can I have five minutes alone with him, please? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stranger he's, danger. He's special. Wesley's wonderful. He's like Mozart, like compared to Mozart, who as right. a child wrote great symphonies to be enjoyed by. Uh, so they set the standard right there. Boom. Right. Wesley's going to be a focal point of the show. Right. That's might as well. That's might as well what he just said. The Wesley show. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, he was the Mary the Wesley Sue. generation. Yeah. What's wrong? He was he was the Mary Sue. Uh, Gene Roddenberry's name was Eugene Wesley Roddenberry. Okay. Interesting. And then, then you all of a sudden you have this you know kid and. He right. was brought in kind of as a way to get 
us as teenage boys to go, hey, that's just like me. Yeah. I could be there doing that. But, I want to hang out with aliens. <laughs> but but yeah. the bad thing was is that when us teenage boys and Star Trek fans saw this, we were like, screw that guy. I am way – you wouldn't do that. Yeah. This guy doesn't know anything about uh, Star Trek. So we turned on him. Yeah. Well, the whole audience turned on him. Quick. Oh, yeah. Everybody, I mean, Will Wheaton talks about that to this day, that people yes. just hate his Except guns. for uh, Commander Zell's you know, friend who apparently had a crush on yes, him. Everybody yeah. but that. I remember going to a convention – and when he came out, there were a large number of us who were chanting, Crush Wesley, Crush Wesley, Crush we-. I feel bad about it now because I've you know, talked to Will and follow his tweets and stuff. Yeah, right. And I've apologized. I sent him a long email going, I am so sorry for being such a, <laughs> a douche. Like, Dude, was- you are one of every Star Trek fan <laughs> exactly. who ever lived. Yeah. He, but hates, I mean, he hates Wesley. Yeah. Well, I mean, the writing, I mean, was... Well, he really didn't get a job after that, so I imagine well, you know he, he, he pops up does. every now and then. Yeah, on, but I mean uh, Eureka. Yeah, and then he did what's it called too? He's up on a Big Bang Theory every now and then. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. And leverage. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, he gets he's, gigs. But he's not a big. But it's star. not his fault. I mean, they yeah. set it up this way. They made him. That was that the was the yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. He knew more than everyone on that vessel, including the android. And he was the first yeah. to let you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they fix everything. Bada boom, bada bing. Right, and the the traveler disappears. Wow. Just and gone. Wesley's heartbroken. Oh, And Wesley's a... Well, his dad's uh, dead, and he doesn't yeah, have this I traveler know. guy anymore. Everybody he gets close to disappears. <laughs> <laughs> All I know is if I were Riker or Data, I would be concerned, because he seems like he's getting kind of attached yes. to him. It's like, your number's coming. My wife said yeah. it best. She said, if Wesley was a girl, he'd be a stripper. Oh, yeah. Totally. <laughs> totally. Totally. <laughs> and I said, yes. It would, it, would, it would take people three hours to bet him. You know? <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> yeah, that's never happened before. Lieutenant <laughs> Commander Doug Johnson... Would be waiting in the wings. <laughs> <laughs> at, we, at, this, at this stage in the show, when it was still first run, I mean, w- there were still some questions on who Wesley's dad was. Yeah. And that was a big rumor that there was something between Picard and uh, Dr. Crusher. Well, there right. was. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And so was itself. this, you know, was Wesley's bastard child? Yeah. child. Yeah. Oh. My bastard child is on my ship. This, this is my bastard child, Wesley. <laughs> I mean nothing. I mean, get off the bridge, yeah. boy. I need Space Mori to confirm my DNA. <laughs> <laughs> you are the father. Mierda! Ah, crap! <laughs> I have to be this know-it-all's father. Yeah. This is annoying. So apparently, I to put uh, up with him. Uh, you know, at the end of the episode, apparently Picard takes the traveler's advice you know he's like okay wesley is special we all love the boy our special boy and he calls him up to the bridge Uh. you know on the double and uh basically you know and i know this has nothing to do with anything but i hate the way he annoyingly waits on the elevator yeah to be invited onto the bridge like they just told you to come up here and then he's just standing Oh, mousy like yeah. Well, it's, well it's, he did uh, get uh, he did get yelled at though. He did when he was previously, on the and, and he at, stood yeah. at the, the door thing. He's like, oh, you did yeah, but, yeah, but at this point, he's kind of doing it to to stick it in Picard's yeah, face. Yeah, I, I took yeah. it that way too. Well, like, I mean, yeah. he's a teenage boy. Yeah, they yeah. just called him to the bridge. Right. I don't know. Ooh, yeah. I oh, should I come? Yeah. I know I was summoned, but doofus. Yeah. And then they tell. Basically, him. they had the conversation about him while he's standing right there. Well, only commissioned officers are allowed on. <laughs> the it's on the bridge. It's okay. I can leave. Yeah. No, well, we'll just make you an ensign. Yeah. It's yeah. not easy. And then <laughs> it's not easy. the most upset person about that was Worf. He's like, golly, another person coming on the bridge. Are you Man, kidding me? I'm never going to get any lines. Man, I'm on my way out the door. <laughs> yeah, I, never, I, I didn't like it. Here, be an ensign, just like that. Yeah. Yeah, act Come against him. Yeah, but it changes the whole series. It does. Yeah. It does. Like, 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 he got to go to school first. Well, be they, they send him, then you can take well, the exam. Right. It's well, contingent. You know, you're going to prepare. Yeah, learn for... lots of studying. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Picard gives him this awesome title. And his... Knowledge will be your treasure. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> his primary duty is learning, you know. You'll what get a hundred landing of gold. Where do they shoot the torpedoes from? No, no, no. Read this book. <laughs> Read Sun Tzu first. Yeah. <laughs> so then the episode ends, and that's it. Wesley's sitting on the, the deck, and he's yeah. all happy. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And now he's on the deck, on the bridge. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. So what do you rate it? I th- I thought it was an eight. An eight? Because it changes the whole series. Like, this is it. This makes Wesley This makes Wesley okay to be a know-it-all. Right. You know what I mean? It was kind of neat. I like the special effects in it. I just thought, I'm going to say an eight. So far, this is my favorite episode we've reviewed. Yeah, I think I concur with you. I think eight is a, a good score. Oh, nice. Yes. Oh, thank you. Yes, excellent. <laughs> yes. Captain? It's very good. 
Now, what about you, Captain? I would say um, I'm going to give him seven, just for the fact, which maybe that's rating high. Mm-hmm. But um, I got that. I, I, right. I'm, I'm, <laughs> but it, it sets up a lot uh, that's going to be coming, you know, later on. So right. me knowing ahead of, you know, what's coming mm-hmm. down the road, this sets up a lot of stuff. Like you're saying, it, it does change the tone of the series. It really now, ends on the bridge. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The special effects for this. You know, I thought they were unbelievable when I was watching it first run. I definitely, looking back now and looking at other things that were coming out in 87, think, well, yeah, this was this was doing pretty good. Right. There were some sketchy spots. I mean, the guy in the dress. Yeah, uh, yeah that was awesome when the, the guys were all thinking and thoughts, and the Asian guy just walks up. He's, he's got this look like, where are my pants? <laughs> it was awesome. It was awesome. <laughs> Manny, what about you, Lieutenant Commander? Uh, see, Wesley really annoys me. So I'll, I'll probably give it a six. It was a good episode. Six. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I was wondering how come the ship didn't break up after Warp Ten, <laughs> which is weird too. You think the ship might have, you know, kind of yeah. broke it up? But what happened? The structural integrity of the ship. Okay, we'll get them in a second. Well, that's the episode, everybody. So uh, we'll be back next week. Yeah. It is a uh, Dork Trek the Twice Week podcast. <laughs> now we're off to play laser tag. Yep. Huh? Yes. Huh? To battle. To- we must. We must reclaim. Planet laser tag. <laughs> that's right. So we'll be back. Oh wait, next- team, we must. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. <laughs>